What up, everybody? It's back with the Feedback Podcast. And in this episode, I sit down with two of my good friends, bartenders, uh, Daisha from Bungalow on Rainy Street and Michelle from Star Bar on West 6. And they both worked at all kinds of different bars all over town. And we talk about how they got started bartending. And they give a lot of insight uh, about, what they, about what they go through as bartenders. You know, they have all kinds of techniques and they count and they do European sirens. I mean, it's, it's good stuff. Uh, and there's a lot of uh, stories they have to tell, too, about the old days, the Red Fest days. You know, that time Michelle almost jumped over a bar to punch someone in the face. So if you're a bartender, you're listening to this, you will definitely relate to what they're talking about. So definitely go check them out, Star Bar and bungalow great staff great people and first and foremost take care of your bartenders you got to take care of bartenders all right let's go and we're live so this is back with the feedback podcast welcome and i'm sitting tonight with my friend daisha and my friend what's your name again <laughs> the real question is what's my last name now yes michelle hill of yeah, course good job. i was just kidding come on now <laughs> yeah. do you really think i forgot your name within the last five seconds i don't know you might have a little toke before you got here no i was straight, i was in class so my i'm i'm still processing all stuff Alan. but anyway uh we're here to talk about bartending because you guys bartenders for how many years Desha have you been uh, doing it I think I'm at about 11 right now 11 11 wow what about you 16 why well, you have to say like that I just <laughs> I, I my age is showing ah who cares no I don't care it 16 it's been a good run so you guys tell us like how did you get started like what made you want to be behind the bar and, and deal with drunk people on a regular basis I don't think I ever was like, yes, I want to go be behind the bar and deal with drunk people. I just remember I was serving or, you know, like waitressing or being a shot girl. And the bartenders were so cool and so confident. And I was just I never thought that I could do that. You know, I never thought that I could be that type of person. And I just like once I got the opportunity, I was like, of course, of course, I'll do it. Wait, so how how did it come up? Did they say... Hey, you're good at this. How about slinging drinks now? Well, yeah, I was um, waiting tables at Chili's in San Angelo and going to school. Uh And I guess I was doing a good job. And they had never had a girl bartender there before because you have to be able to lift the kegs and haul the ice. And um, I guess they saw something in me and they wanted me to be their first girl bartender. So they trained me. Wow. You broke the glass ceiling? Yes. (laughs) What about you, Michelle? Um, I can remember the exact moment. I was working at this little tiny sports bar. It was my first job in the service industry. And they were like, all right, we need you on Beer Tub tonight. Wait, wait, wait. Beer Tub is the the thing where all the... the, Only a huge tub, tin, trough, full of beers. All you do is stand there, look cute, and pop open beers. You know what I use that thing for? I walk up, I grab a few ice cubes and just throw them on my forehead <laughs> just to cool off. I don't that's, buy any that's beer. A, that's a dirty t- tub. You don't want to put any of that ice on your face. <laughs> look, it's hot. I, don't... <laughs> <laughs> right. I did that job that first night at this sports bar and I never looked back. My tip out was over $400 and I was like, sold, never going anywhere else but the service industry. Really? And did you go uh, waitress too? And 
I had been a waitress at Bennigan's before that. And mm-hmm. I got sick of it because it was just one of those like mediocre. You've seen the movie Waiting. If you haven't, please yes. watch it because that's with, exactly how it is. The one with Dan Cook? Uh, yes. Oh. And Ryan Reynolds. Yeah. That's exactly what it's like to work at Bennigan's. And so I did that for like less than a year. And this sports bar opportunity presented itself. And I was like, sure, why not? And I never looked back. 400. Bennigan's doesn't exist anymore, right? No, they're no. all closed down. Oh, well, good. You can talk shit about them then. <laughs> it was legit just like that movie nice nice reference. i think a lot of restaurant jobs are exactly like that movie really everything that goes on behind don't the tell scenes. me that yes. <laughs> no your food's clean come on no, I, okay but that's why i don't talk i don't talk shit talk shit back to the wait waiter because like you know don't mess with people who prepare your food because yeah. after seeing that movie i was like look if it is gonna drop a loogie in my whatever <laughs> I, I better not piss him off. That's that's my, my mom always told me, don't mess with people who serve your food. Never. That's right. And then I learned, don't do the same thing with people who serve your drinks. That's true. That is true. Yes, too. yes. I, you would never drop a loogie in a I drink would never do that to you. To me. To you, Thank I you. would never do that. Thank you. Thank have you I so d- much. Have I done that to somebody? I have. Um, you were wait, you were wait, waiter, waitress, sorry. And then how was your first gig? Were you nervous? Did you know anything? Bartending? Yeah. Um, no, I knew nothing. Um, but they had, you know, the recipes, uh, that they would teach me and they taught me really good lessons, like things that I would never know. They were like, you know, every bartender has to be right-handed. And I was like, what? No, Who they said don't. that? Who came up with that stupid rule? But it's true because... Are you, are you right-handed? I'm right-handed. Okay. Even a left-handed bartender has to be right-handed because your poor spouts, you pick up the bottles with your right hand, typically. The poor spout goes to the left. Really? You learned that in bartender school? And your gun is on the left. <laughs> One eight hundred Barton. Well, yeah, then. So yeah, just useful information that never like added up to me, you know, being eighteen years old. So, um, yeah, it was fun. I was, I thought I was the coolest thing in the world. Your, it was a busy night. Uh, no, I started off just typical like lunches and and then stuff like that. And I know that you talked to Lauren. Um, a few weeks back and yeah. you know the greatest lie ever well i told a little lie too so i moved on to go work at grams and i was a shot girl and of course i was constantly like i know how to bartend i know how to bartend i know how to bartend which i s- sort of did i'd been doing I put drinks together in the glass i'd been doing and that a lot of ice on it and um <laughs> so they threw me behind the bar in a busy 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 bar and um you know, it's the term fake it till you make it. I mm-hmm. just, you know, asked people what color it was and sort of made it up as I went until I actually eventually learned how to make things. Being, being thrown into the mix like that honestly really helps. Yeah. Once you're thrown to the wolves, you pick it up really fast. Yeah, but I mean, you were in the, the tub thing. <laughs> I started out on the beer tub uh-huh. and I had the same attitude like, I got this. I've seen people make drinks. I'm going to do it. Mm-hmm. And so after a while, I just got the chance. And um, it actually came several years later. That was in Houston. So when I moved to Austin, I started out cocktailing at Speakeasy. And then I finally, after like a year. What's up with Speakeasy? Gogo Garcia was Speakeasy. You were Speakeasy. We're Everybody all started speakeasy. at Speakeasy. speakeasy it used, used to be to the only thing. thing. Yeah. yeah. You mean the only thing? I think I was around. This is like early, early 2000s. Yeah, I was here. It was one of the only places. In the warehouse district, like West Six didn't even exist. Yes. Okay. Yeah. So yeah, I got my first opportunity after cocktailing 
to step up behind the bar and it was going kind of slow. So I was like, screw this. Like I want in now. I want some action. So a friend of mine was managing over on dirty six and was like, Hey, you want to come bartend over here? I was like, sure. I've had a couple of training sessions and I literally just got thrown to the wolves. It was slammed. It was like One balls bar. to the wall. The drink. <laughs> <laughs> Y'all remember the drink? Yeah, What's it called now? It's Thirsty, Thirsty Nickel, Nickel now. Oh, screw that. It was Uncle Flirty's or something. It was Uncle Flirty's before the, that. Oh, no, the drink. For those who don't remember, uh, we're going what? God, you're 2002? Yeah, something like that, the drink. Wow. <laughs> you know when you, walk, when you walk, I will have a show actually when we walk down memory lane and talk about the old joints like Bar Popular and Roxy. Oh, man, and, oh, yeah, man. Platinum X. I'm going back. I'm going to Copper Tank, Voodoo Lounge, all oh, of those. Yeah, we're that old. It's okay, though. <laughs> no, we should go down that lane. That would be a trip for sure. Yeah, well, I'll, I will have a show on that. Uh, so, Speakeasy, and, and what was your what was your first? My first in Austin was Coyote Ugly. Awesome. Nice. <laughs> Womp. No. Womp. No, I just went to the 10th anniversary last week. No, I still have a lot of good friends that like work for the company, and one of my friends, Daniel, is corporate for them, and. Um, He's helped me get a lot of jobs and given me some of the best advice. So if I didn't work at Coyote Ugly, I wouldn't be where I am right now. Mm -hmm. So so how, how long did you, were you at Coyote Ugly? I was there for probably two years. Hardest job I've ever had, hands down. Because Why? you dance for... Oh, you did the dance on the yeah, bar. Yeah, you dance for eight hours and you're bartending and never stops. Like your body physically hurts. I, I saw that on... Last week when I was there, and, and I was like, "Wow, they can still pull it off, do handstands, and and like they gotta be, it's gotta be hard." We well, all had dance practices too, right? We had dance practices, so you know we were working however shifts, however many shifts we were working, mm -hmm. and um, then we would have to come in and do like dance practices, and you weren't allowed to get on the bar and do a dance if you weren't um, approved for it. So you had to have it perfection down. Mm -hmm. So it was a lot of work. Yes, it's, it's, it sure looks like. It. I mean, just looking at the crowd while I was in there, and I've been there before. I can't say it's my kind of place, but uh, you see these guys, they act like they've never seen a woman in their life. <laughs> and I'm like, dude, it's not that serious. Seriously, your mom told you about these creatures. It's just a girl. Don't don't overthink this. Don't woohoo every five seconds and whistle like a wolf, like in those cartoons, because it's, it's just... Come on, just have fun, have a drink, chill out, whatever. But I, I don't know, I don't get it. But anyway, um, so let's see, Speakeasy for you mm -hmm. and Coyote Ugly, mm -hmm. and then what? Um, for me, I went and um, worked at Red Fez. Is that where I met you? That's where we met. Yes. Where did I meet you? Lucky? Lucky Lounge. Well, there you go. So I was Speakeasy, then the drink. Uh-huh. Then Mohawk for a little while. Then I opened the ranch and I did Groove and I left the ranch and then I went to Lucky Lounge. Nice resume. I know. <laughs> then it was the Park of the Domain and now it's Star Bar. Yep. Yeah, Red Fez. That's so damn man. That's Yeah. Those are good days. No, I, hey, look, I, all all day. I will I will I'm old school guy because I'm like now I go out and I'm like this is, doesn't feel like mm -mm. like it was before. Cause that used to be like legit because you know I also w worked at Lavaca and 
you know, Tuesdays, it would start off at Lucky Lounge and then yep. come, mm-hmm. you would see... Boombox and Manny. Yeah, yep. you would see Manny at Red Fez and then you'd go over to Lavaca for Tecate Tuesday and it was a lot of fun back then. Uh, I miss those days, boy. That sucks. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean, really. So so now you're at... Uh, bungalow on Rainy Street. That's right, Bungalow and you're at Star Bar. Yes. All right. How you... I'm not going to say how you like it because... The thing, okay, the thing that I like, and I told that to Lauren, is that service industry people are the most fun people to hang with. And I've learned that, you know, remember when we did the um, that scavenger hunt a few years that back? Was fun. Yeah, that was that was a lot of fun. And and I'm like, these people they deal with drunk people because that's how I see it. That's how I picture your job. You walk in because Lauren was all happy, like, oh yeah, I get to work, I get to do this. I'm like, hold on, this is this is how I see it. <laughs> You have to be there like what seven? More eight? or less, yeah. Yeah, you open you open up and then it's okay for the first couple hours and then boom, mm-hmm. bum rush, and everybody's like ah screaming all over the place. People are saying woohoo for no reason. Mm-hmm. They're asking for shots. They're asking for drinks. There's a birthday. There's a bachelorette party. Uh, the drunk the as the night goes on, it gets worse and worse. And then this last call and people trying to. You know, close their tabs, and you still have to deal with all that bullshit. And you got people who, uh, who trying to say something about the bill because you forgot to do something or some drink they didn't order, so they have to argue that. And then, and then at the end, once everybody's gone, you're still there, closing out, cleaning up, and all that. And I'm like, that takes a lot of guts. Seriously, to do all this is how I see your job. Lauren apparently was like, this is awesome. But I want I want your guys' take on it. Like, what what do you see in bartending that's so, like, why do you want to be there? I think for me, the number one thing is flexibility, mm-hmm. aside from the money. When you break it down into dollars per hour, mm-hmm. no one, honestly, really, unless you are an engineer or a doctor or something they went to school for for a really long time, makes the kind of money that we do when you break it down on an hourly basis, mm-hmm. flexibility, we have extreme flexibility with our schedules. If we need a week off, we can have it off. But if we need some cash, we can pick up a shift. We'll make cash. And, you know, our pocketbook doesn't really suffer. Mm-hmm. And I think for a lot of us, we are educated. A lot of us have yes. college degrees. Yeah. We're very knowledgeable about worldly things. We're not stupid like people think we are. We're not lazy. By no means are we lazy. It's just I just I just went I just went through what, what I see is your night and that is not laziness. It's physically taxing. We're there on our feet for a really long period of time. And yeah, like you said, if we open the bar, it you know, is slow going for maybe an hour a few, and then once that rush hits we're going nonstop and it's volume for at least two hours, if not more. Right. And by the time everything winds down and everything's said and done and we are closing out our tabs and the night is over, it's almost three, three thirty, and we're tired. We're physically worn out. And it's one of those things where people don't really see that part of our job. They don't see how physical it is because they just think, Oh, you just open a beer, you just pour a drink. It's so easy. Let me yeah. lift my arm. I've never seen an out of shape bartender. No. Never. There are a few chubbos. Unless there's some old guy. (laughs) (laughs) There's some chubbos. Yeah, I've never seen a chubbo behind the bar. (laughs) I don't know. Maybe they're out there. 
Like, what about you? How do you, how do you see it? Um, I mean, I think it takes a certain type of person to even make it as a bartender. Bartending <laughs> will weed out anybody who's not smart. It'll weed out anyone who is lazy. It'll mm -hmm. weed out, you know, you get the, I think that's why bartenders can be so interesting because you're getting the best of, of, you know, I guess you're getting the best personalities. You're getting these people who are educated or mm -hmm. that, that work really hard and that hustle. And, um, I don't know. And like she was saying with that rush, when, when you get that big rush, it's a lot of work, but that's a bartender's dream. Mm -hmm. Bartenders love that. Yeah, we live really? for the volume rush, for sure. Because we're busy, we're moving, the time flies, and we know we're making money. Every drink we put over that counter, mm -hmm. we know we're making at least a dollar. And the thing is, um, when you have, when you live in a, a state like Texas, when everything closes at 2 o'clock, I mean, it goes quickly because... People would get downtown like at 11.30, you know, maybe by 12 o'clock they start drinking. If they're lucky, if they're in a large group, usually after all the bullshit of driving and parking and figuring out where to go, once they get someplace, it's like, all right, come on, let's go. We got an hour left. We have 30 minutes left, so yeah. we got to pound those drinks. And so you're like, yeah, sure, come on. I'll, I'll, I'll slang those drinks left and right. And I, I think that, um, yeah, it, it takes a lot. I, I would never... <laughs> no I'm sorry. I, I I have a lot of I have a lot of uh, admiration for you guys, and that's why you know I love to you know uh, even when it's slow, I love to come see you guys and talk about this kind of things because I'm like I could never imagine people don't don't I don't think I don't think people know what it takes to do that. Most people don't realize it is it, it takes a certain kind of person, and you know you, you learn a lot about yourself and you learn a lot about how to read a person read body language your patience is tested on a nightly basis mm -hmm. because i've been in situations where i've almost jumped over the bar because somebody is irritating me so bad and through no fault of their own they were hammered and belligerent and i just was like i can't deal with you get out of my face so there have been times where i have lost my cool and i've had my friends have to Ooh, hold me back i want to hear those <laughs> i think we've all lost our cool at one time or another you can only be patient and be patient and be patient for so long mm -hmm. do, you, so. do you have one story maybe um what? i don't know there's a few i remember one situation at red fez uh what night? Uh, Hip Hop Sunday, of uh, course. Uh, <laughs> what are you trying to say, Deisha? <laughs> Troublemakers. What are you trying to say? Those were our most troublesome nights. But, uh, yeah, I got to admit, yeah. Some, some girl wasn't having whatever me and Rachel were putting out and decided to pick up a glass and throw it at us and shatter. And, oh, man. You know, we, we came across. Uh, I don't think we actually came across the bar. I think it was more like Max and them yeah. came over the bar and got the girl out. But. There's been a few. <laughs> that's awesome. I mean, you, you see, this is that's what we see. We only see like this side of the bar, and like, I mean, I'm I'm the kind of person that, that I love to people watch. That's why I started the feedback because I love to watch people tell mm -hmm. stories about it. But uh, you see the girl who who you know uh, shake a drink or empty empty glass at the bartender. You'll see the guy who's like, hey, 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 hey. And you'll see the drunk guy just slam, you know, slamming on the counter, 
you'll see, you know, the, the couple at the bar not doing anything. They're not closing out. They're not ordering. They're just standing there and kissing and shit. Ugh. And I'm like, all, all of this. Thank you. <laughs> thank <laughs> you. That's yeah. my that's my one of my biggest pet peeves when it comes to, to bars is people standing there and and just going drinking. at it, making, no, making it. No, making out. It's not that. It's that they're just taking space. Right. Yeah, get out of the way. Exactly. I mean, I've actually had to move people and say, hey, are you ordering or are you closing your tab? Yeah, that and they should go, be, no. That should be common sense. If you're not ordering something, get out of the way so other people can. Like, that, that's no. a pet peeve of mine for sure. If you're taking up bar space and you're not ordering, then get out of the fucking way. Because there are other people who need stuff. And you're blocking the area. Yeah, we def- de- desperately need another drink. <laughs> we're really like get out of my way this is do or die situation <laughs> no but it's it, it's true it's all these little things that i mean i see it um because I, I watch all that stuff i'm I, lo- I love it don't get me wrong i love watching that and i'm always like poor michelle poor desha <laughs> uh, why why do you put up with this what are we doing as a society that makes us so belligerent and so obnoxious and such assholes and douchebags and bitches and and uh and then you're you're just there like hey you know here's your drink da, 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 what do you want okay i'm like wow i got nothing it's a process I, yeah for sure I kind of feel like that it should be required whenever you go to school that you have to do at least like a two-week internship in a service industry job. Yes. 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 Cannot, All the way. You cannot graduate without doing that internship. That's a good idea. I That's think that a would great provide. Idea. Like I, I've worked in a restaurant, uh, a Belgian restaurant in New York for three weeks. I was on vacation. My brother was like, why don't you work at a restaurant? I'm like, okay, I'm on vacation, but fuck it. So I worked at a Belgian restaurant, and I, I was just a busboy, but I was everywhere. I had to go left and right. And plus, like I was saying, my, what my mom told me about service, uh, being nice to service people, and I'm like, you don't have no idea what it takes until you're in those shoes. That's exactly right. Don't snap your fingers. Don't holler. Don't do all that obnoxious shit. I mean, it's, it should be common sense. But you put alcohol and nighttime in it, mm-hmm. and all that integrity goes out the window. Absolutely. I think people revert back to a very childlike state. There's something about alcohol and human beings that makes them digress. It doesn't matter how intelligent and put together you are. As soon as some some of those people get drinks in them, it's caveman all the way. Yeah. And sexual tension. Add that to the mix. Yeah, definitely. (laughs) But it it is totally is like a caveman situation. You can imagine guys grabbing a chick by the hair, pulling her around, going, this is mine. I'm taking this. Uh, I'm for, investing in this. For no reason other than they're <laughs> drunk and ridiculous. And it works. I mean, it works. The, the system works somehow, but, you know, that's what we do. Um, so what are some of the things that, you know, piss you off? I think one of my all-time worst pet peeves, so annoying, is when um, you order and you turn around or you um, flag me down and because you're in such need of service. Uh-huh. And then they turn around to their friends and they're like, hey, what do you want? <gasps> well, <laughs> you're not ready. <laughs> why, don't you, why don't you get the order together and talk to me when you're ready? That's what I really want to say. Same for you? I hate that. Uh-huh. Have your money oh, out, j- please. J- okay, you have a whole list. I think you, list. you pull out your fingers. Like, <laughs> I am. Okay, number, okay. There's, there's 10 of them. Bear with us. <laughs> number one, what Daisha said. Don't flag me down if you don't have your order ready. Mm-hmm. Don't turn around every time you say, can I get a 
then turn around. Can I get a, then turn around because your friends aren't ordering the drinks for you. Like you're talking to me face to face. Let me know what you want. Have your money out. Um, never shake your glass at me. Never snap your fingers at me. Don't wave your money at us. Don't, oh, don't, hey you, seen... hey you. Like that, that's not cool. Michelle, Michelle, <laughs> Michelle, Michelle. The worst is, <laughs> the worst is when you're really nice to somebody and you tell them your name and then they, they overuse it. it and they night. drop it all night. Michelle. Michelle. Yes, well, I, I, I holler at this shit sometimes. I'm like, <laughs> but that's how I say your name well, all see, the time. I turn around right away because anyone who actually knows my name and can say it right mm-hmm. is probably a friend of mine. But oh. every now and then I give someone my name and then they. What did they say? Desia? No. Well, Desia? yeah, if they read it or, oh. or, you know, just being behind the bar, they'll say, huh, is it Stacia? I just want to come up with a new bar name. Yeah. So that I don't have to like spend ten minutes like explaining what it is. Be like a Stacy or something like that. Yeah, just hey, I'm Stacy. No, 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 fuck it, no, no, not Stacy. <laughs> Hi, my name's Jan. <laughs> Jan, Jan, you never turn around. That'll be the best. <laughs> yeah, actually, yeah, give him a fake name and they'll never bother you again. <laughs> Seriously, you just like that is not my name. Why you give me? A, you give me a fake name. Well, shit, you should have been nicer. <laughs> I mean, really. I mean, that, that's th- this is my technique, and I've, I think I've done it with both of y'all actually. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. Did we pass? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Apparently, you're, you're here. Oh, okay, good. You're here. Is that especially if it's a bar that I where I don't know the bartenders? Usually, I go to places where I know bartenders, and I always order from the same person. I always order from the same person. If it's slow enough, or after I order a drink, I'd be like, "Hey, what is your name? Okay, your, my name is my name is my name is back. Nice to meet you. Okay, done." And I'm usually good with names, so. I come back and order the same thing. I don't necessarily say a name or his name right away. But if I come back a week later or two weeks later and I'm like, what up, Mike? How you, you know, how you, how you doing? Then they started recognizing, oh, shit, this guy knows my name. And I asked him, I said, do you remember mine? Because we met. Then they go, oh, shit, I don't remember. And I'm like, okay, well, I'm back. Do that two or three times. And most importantly, tip, of course. Right. And two, come say hi. And say please. And say thank you. Yes. And that goes a long way. It really does. Use your manners. Use what your parents taught you. Cavemen. People, yeah, cavemen. <laughs> and cave ladies, for that matter. I think I think that's like, you know, probably the number one tip. Because when you do come in and I see you coming up the sidewalk or I see you walking in the door right away, I pick up the captain bottle and mm-hmm. make no, your don't drink. say that. People are listening. <laughs> My mom is listening. <laughs> but, no, you know... <laughs> But you, you're getting your drink right away because I know who you are and you're nice. And I'm, I'm taking, I'm stopping serving everyone else to serve you because you are nice. After years of putting so much work, <laughs> finally, I can walk down the the the, the sidewalk and they will have my bottle ready. <laughs> nice, nice. And I drink the same thing, so it's not like I, I, I will, I will switch it up on you guys one time. God, that that's another thing. Have a go-to drink. Don't, when it's busy, go to the bar and say, what's good? What's unspecial? <laughs> Come on. Have a go-to. Don't and then ask decide. me what I like to make. Oh, yeah. I, I, then I, I'm guilty of that because when it comes to shots. Make me something good. I don't know names. <laughs> I don't know names of shots. My go-to now is Fireball, like everybody's go-to right now. Yeah. But I don't know names of shots. So what I do is I have a go-to like, okay, I know Fireball. Uh... I know it was Red Snapper for a while. I remember that. <laughs> yeah, I know. 
Uh, and I don't like tequila, and I don't like straight like Jameson or any mm-hmm. of those. I can't do whiskey. I can't do that stuff. So I suck at that. So I've been guilty of saying, "Hey, just make something up." I know I've done, I've probably done it to you guys, but I'd be like, "Yeah, just make something up." I don't I don't really care, and it ends up being like a vodka and uh, grapefruit or something like that. <laughs> something really. T- Something easy. I mean, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, it's just it's just a shot to do a shot. It's not like, oh, you're gonna impress me with this shot, or I'm like, I'm expecting to be to get all drunk with it or whatever. It's just a, it's just a shot. But uh, yeah, I've been guilty of that. I don't think it's so bad for just depending on how busy I am and what else what else is going on. But for you to say, oh, we'll just make me something. Okay, well, I can do that. But if you ask me, like well, what's good or yeah, that's, that's what's stupid. your favorite thing to make? Well, my favorite thing to make is easy. So Jameson and a Bud Light. That's what I would love to serve Jameson you. and a Bud Light together? Well, no, just for a beer and a shot. Oh. Just the easiest thing. Make a new shot. <laughs> <laughs> Jameson and a Bud Light. Call it a Bud Mason. I don't know. <laughs> that's really all there is to it. If you don't come to the bar with specifics, and you just ask, uh, just make me something good. That's fine, because we have a bunch of go-tos in our head. But if you sit there and you go, can I get a, well, what kind of rum do you have? No, can I get a, well, make me something with vodka. But make it strong, but not sweet. Make it strong, okay, well, why don't you order a double shot? How about that? But have you had the ones that are too specific? Like, I want this, but not shaken, but not yes. stirred. But you have to put two ice, two ice cubes in it, not three, two, and yes. all that bullshit. And if you ask me for two ice cubes, I'm just going to be ornery, and I'm going to put three or four in there just because. <laughs> you know, one day they, they should have, like, just like they do at McDonald's, they have all the drinks at the top, and you say, I want a number two, uh, and a number three, yep. and with a side of ice and whatever. It'd be way quicker. But um, I'm going to go through a list of few things that people say at the bar okay <laughs> and you guys tell me what you what's your response to it okay what's your cheapest and strongest drink the cheapest thing is you that's <laughs> what i would say <laughs> the strongest thing is my freaking fist in your face get out of here <laughs> i'm usually i don't know i'll you don't have no those sassy remarks like <laughs> Comebacks like Michelle does. A lot of times. She, she probably has like a whole book at home. She writes down like, if this says that, I'm going to call him an ass. If this says that, I'm gonna, I have this thing to say back to him. Um, I can see you practicing that. So in your mind. My whole rapport. Yeah. With the imaginary customer. <laughs> Before going to work every day. All right. Scenario A. Yeah. <laughs> so what do you say? I usually just entertain them. I'm like, well, our wells are $5. Um, you know, we pour an ounce and a quarter into everything. So, that I mean, that's everything. There is an actual measure? Uh-huh. Yes. Oh, is that what those those cups in triangle are for? Yeah. Or you, yeah. And now you just eyeball it now? You started with the... You can count. Bartenders count in their head. Count what? You have a count, a poor count. Um, somebody explained it to me a long time ago. It sounds like the tune of a European siren. So when you're pouring your liquor, that neener, neener, you count one, two, three, four, and that's an ounce and a quarter. Wow. I just learned something. <laughs> wait, wait. So for all bottles? Oh, yeah, because they all use the same little thing. So a lot, of, a lot of bars, I think you would know because you've been overseas a lot. You see the pre-measured pour spouts. Most of the bars in... Texas, like basically Houston, Dallas area, mm-hmm. they don't have 
the pre-measured pour spout where it pours out exactly an ounce and a quarter. Yeah. We basically have the right to free pour, the ability to free pour, but you're supposed to pour an ounce and a quarter. A lot of times, some of except us have. For, except for me, I give more than Some of us have heavy hands for those we care about a lot who hold a special place in our hearts like you back. Thank you, thank so you, So we have you. a heavy hand, but... um. Yeah, the general rule is ounce and a quarter. Wait, yeah. say, say, do it one more time. Wiener, wiener. It's two, two of those? So it's, yeah, it's one, two of those. One, two, three, four. It's a four count. Wow. I think bartenders one, have and to two, be and like, three, and four. they have to be obsessive compulsive because we're constantly counting. Yeah, all constantly. the time. I'm counting in my head at all points throughout the night. And what about shots the same way? Mm-hmm. Shot, ounce and a quarter. <clears throat> Wow, I didn't know that. Okay, holy shit! I just mine blown. Yeah, I am seriously. <laughs> I'm having like a bomb effect right here <laughs> when I edit this. Okay, I have another one. Uh, I can barely taste the alcohol. Oh my god! Seriously, buy you, a you're just adding to your list. Buy a double. These are all things that I think in my head most of the times that I don't say, but sometimes I I just let them slip out. But yeah, if you want to taste alcohol, order a straight up shot or order a double. I feel like that comes most commonly with a vodka cranberry. Mm-hmm. Vodka is made to not have a taste and cranberry mixes well with it because it masks the taste. Oh, and well, I'm learning today. I, I'm going to learn just, today. You're going to learn today. I want to shake the people and be like, of course you can't taste it. You ordered a drink that's, you know, basically tastes like cranberry. Wow. Okay. <laughs> this is good. This is good. This is good. Uh, birthday people. Birthday people, I usually go, happy birthday. What are your friends buying you? Same. Dude, you should take notes because she has like a... <laughs> she has thing. A no. You say the same thing? They walk up to the bar and they're like, it's my birthday. And I'm like, happy birthday. What can I get you to drink? I think do they, then they say no, but you're you you're supposed I don't I don't to. care if it's your birthday. I mean, when I go to the grocery store on my birthday, I don't go, hey guys, it's my birthday. This card of groceries is free, right? Like <laughs> f off, come on. I tell them to go to the aquarium; they can get a free T-shirt. Exactly. Go to Dirty Six. That's that's second response. You want free shots? Go to Dirty Six. They do that over there. They yes. do. I'm trying to remember, yeah, probably. Huh. It's been a long time since we've been down there. Look, I was there last. I was there last weekend. <laughs> I felt like an old fart, and just ugh. It's a different vibe for sure. <sighs> da, 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 da. I can't. Uh, I, I have another show to talk about that, and hopefully by then I'll, I'll have you guys on again anyway. So we're gonna <laughs> want to walk through memory lane with a bunch of people. It'll, it'll be fun. Um, what about the uh, people ask the whole stuff behind the bar? If I know you, I don't have a problem with it. If I'm not extremely busy, sure, I'll put your jacket behind the bar. I'll put your purse in the cabinet. Mm-hmm. Um, but if we're slam balls to the wall, don't ask me to put your stuff away. You brought your stuff with you. You can take care of it like a big girl or a big boy. See, in France, we have coat checks in every bar. It's not cold enough here. I mean, obviously, in the past couple of days, it's like yeah, apocalypse 2014. But... That's the difference here. We don't have coat checks, so we tend to have to carry our stuff around. Or I'm guilty of this, being with a group of girls, and we just all throw our jackets in a pile 
in a chair, mind you, not on top of the bar, mm-hmm. but in a chair. And we all put our purses there. And there's always at least one person watching our things. But for the most part, don't, he, don't carry huge purses. You're, you're, yeah, exactly. Carry <laughs> a clutch. Carry a clutch. I just, I feel like, you know, whenever I go out, I prepare. I bring my clutch. It has a little chain thing that goes on around it so I can, you know, put it around my shoulder and hold mm-hmm. on to it. How do you call it? It's a clutch. A clutch? The yeah, little just purse. Just like a wallet. It looks like a little wallet. It's probably like oh, okay. eight by I, four, maybe. I don't know anything about prosology. Ask your sister. Okay. (laughs) It's little. It's basically enough to carry my ID, my money, my gum. That's all. Yeah. And so just take the necessities with you. If you're going to take a jacket downtown, make sure it's cold enough that you're going to want to keep it on. You know? Mm -hmm. So Mm -hmm. I don't take anything else with me that's not necessary. Or be a warrior and if it's cold, walk like a penguin with your arms crossed in a pack. Yeah, exactly. And then when you walk in, you go, woo! And then Mm -hmm. when you walk back out, oh my God, it's so cold. Like, well, (laughs) shit. You gotta prepare. It's not the bartender's problem if you're unprepared. That's exactly <laughs> a good point. Yes. What about people asking to take pictures? I'll Ask do it. you. I'll do it if I'm not extremely busy. So the key is you gotta catch. They gotta catch you at the right moments. You got. You absolutely have to be aware of your surroundings as a patron. You have to be aware of what's going on. How many people the bartender is helping? If there are other bartenders around to kind of pick up the slack Mm -hmm. if it's not busy sure i'm down to take your photo no problem but if there's at least five people trying to order something but we're neanderthals we're cavemen at that at 130 come on take my picture it's my birthday (laughs) oh sorry no guys won't do that hey girls will go hey take my picture it's my birthday Woo! girls night Find find another patron who will take your photo for you. <laughs> find a find a lonely guy in the corner, the creepy. Find the ass creepy guy. guy. <laughs> <laughs> the creepy guy. I'll take that picture, and then some. Nice, nice. So, uh, what are some of the ways that? I guess we'll already cover some of that, but uh, some of the ways how to get along with bartenders. I know we already said a bunch of stuff. You know, be patient. Uh, like if if I didn't know you. And I walked up to you for the first time, and I'm trying to, you know, get hooked up, get a heavy hand, like you said. <laughs> <laughs> um, I would say, number one, be polite. If you really honestly don't know what you want, like I said before, have a go-to. Just ask for a beer. And don't say, just give me a beer. Say, People say that? Give yes. me a beer, Yes. Well, what kind of beer do you want? Just say, hey, let me get a Dos Equis. Let me get a Bud Light. Something that you've heard a thousand times before. Mm-hmm. And then hang out at the bar, look at your surroundings, assess the situation. And then when you find a moment, ask me a couple questions. Like if you're new in town, ask me other spots to visit. If I'm not busy, I promise you, me personally, I love it when people come to this town and they need help finding the best places to drink the greatest places to go eat just stuff to do because i will offer you a list i will physically write it down and i will tell you exactly who to go see and where these places are story of my life <laughs> back is tuesday where, where, where should we go i got people <laughs> from out of town all right let me look in my brain <laughs> really um what about you any tips you want to give um, how to get to know stacy 
(laughs) (laughs) Basically the same thing, you know, just uh, if I'm busy, then maybe we're not going to get a chance to talk. But if it does slow down and I get a break, then or even be like, hey, if you get a second, can I ask you where I should go? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And um, be just, patient, people. Just like Michelle, I'm more than happy. I actually love to do it. I'll draw people a little map. And really? Yeah, just a little map of downtown. And I'll put, like, I always put Starbar on there. I always put, like, and I'll put, like, ask for Max or, um, you know, just where yeah. they, where th- d- different places they should go. Mm-hmm. I'll draw out, like, what's considered Dirty Sixth Street, what's considered West Sixth Street. And try to help them out. So I like doing that. Nice. So I think that one thing that people don't understand is that we all talk to each other. So service industry, we're friends. We know each other. So someone at one bar on West 6th Street may say something to someone else on Rainy Street. Yeah, we will we'll definitely hear about it. It may take a little while, but we're all connected. This town has that big city feel, but it really is such a small town. It's a high school. It is definitely very high school, but we all know each other and we're all connected in some way, shape, or form. So if you're a guy or a girl who's a notoriously terrible tipper and you frequent the same bars, you will get on our radar for sure. Or if you're a dickwad or a total bitch and you get kicked out of some places frequently word will spread around town and we will know to look for you and frequently not look for you not let you in there's this group of girls i mean i guess they're women um and no they're girls they're bitches you can say bitches no they're 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 old enough but so um, i don't care how old you are you can be a 70 year old bitch these skanks (laughs) so they um i'm sure you might know who i'm talking about too they they co i don't know they're all over town all the time and now you get now I'm gonna look out for them. They're old. They're older, and they've definitely been married and definitely been divorced, and they're you know had plastic surgery and whatnot. Are they milfs? They uh, they are cougars, cougars? to the T. Listen up, guys. They like to drink their prosecco with a cherry in it. Oh, and, and where they hang out? They would come to Hangar. I know they would come to Star Bar. And there's one who's like the she's the cougar of the cougars, like. She's blonde and she cries. Fake titties. She cries every single time. She starts drinking. <laughs> what? Yes, and I bring it up to other bartenders, and they all know exactly who I'm talking about. It's I gotta same, see that. It's the same group of ladies. Okay. So, yeah, I think. And they get kicked out everywhere they go. Uh, the, I think they get cut off everywhere they go, but we all know who they are because they're belligerent, wasted, and they're like 50 years old. They go 50? out. 50. Sorry, that's above. That's way. Uh, <laughs> they go out and party like they're 21 years old and they're always on. And you think they can hang with the kids? Yeah, I think they're clearly having a midlife crisis, but <laughs> midlife at 50. Yes. Yeah, about midlife. Yeah. <laughs> but they're interesting. No, I mean, it, yeah. And that's the thing, because one, one thing I have noticed is that I don't know a single bartender that's like, oh, well, I started here and I've been here for X number of years it's always oh i was here for a year and then i worked over there and i'm always surprised when i like see a new bar opens and i'm like oh how you doing michelle <laughs> <laughs> you were just over there just last week or whatever so it's it's really that yeah, it is a community of, of of bartenders that know that know each other uh yeah so be aware of that guys because yeah they talk and it all comes down to just be polite it's just fucking so common sense I don't get it. 
Just being cool. Be nice. Be patient. It goes a long way. Please and thank you. You will get noticed. If you're always polite, there's a please or a thank you, we'll remember that. We so really somebody will. go find we a group of old ladies in their <laughs> midlife crisis. I want to see that. We also talk about nice people, though, too. Oh, yeah, definitely. I'll be oh. like, this guy came in. He's so nice. Blah, 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 blah. And then they're like, wait, hold on. Does he does he wear his hair like this? Does he order this? I'm like, yeah. Treat and him well. Turns out that we've been serving the same person. Yeah. Oh. Maybe that's happened to me. <laughs> it has. Oh. If a bar opens, if you notice this black guy who always dancing. That's back. And, and Treat and him orders, nice. And orders a captain and coke. That's him. He goes, hi, my name's back. Like back. Yes. And points at his back. <laughs> <laughs> I still have to do that because I realized that I want to make sure. One thing I do is I know my name's unusual. And I want to make sure people get my name right. And I don't, when I go like this and they go, oh, is it Pat? And I'm like, no, it's back. It's, you'll, you'll remember that. And they go, yeah, I remember. I never, you know, this is so unusual. It's not like your name is Jason or Michael or whatever. It's back. That's why the next time I come I come through and I'm like, well, how you doing? Whatever. What's my name? Oh, yeah, that's back. Yeah. yeah. All right, kids. <laughs> it's storytelling time yay yeah so uh what are some of the things that you had to go through some of the more uh rough moments are first of all never piss off michelle yeah please don't never please don't. never piss off desha either they, the thing is desha has a sweet voice so it, it it might sound like okay, well she's cool. D- Michelle will eat you alive. Because <laughs> yeah, I don't think I've ever seen it. I don't ever want to. I've I've seen you like in a bad mood maybe a few times. I don't think I've ever seen you in a bad mood. Uh yeah, I can I can definitely. I, I, oh I'm sure. I'll give that look. You can just see it in my eyes. All right, don't mess don't mess with either of these ladies. <laughs> Actually, don't mess with any bartender. Period. Period. But anyway, you were. You had a story for us. So I have a couple. Um, both occurred. <laughs> both occurred within the past year. Um, first, oh, wow. first one. I was working a service well, and it is nonstop during happy hour in the service well, especially when you work in a sports bar slash service what service well. It's where the cocktails pick up their drinks. So where the cocktails pick up their drinks. So where the cocktail waitresses pick up their drink oh, orders. Oh, cocktail waitresses. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I thought the cocktails went out and took the. Okay. As a patron, uh-huh. please pay attention to where the service well is because you will not want to stand there because you will get in trouble. Not only will you get pushed out of the way by a cocktail waitress, you will get asked in a very curt manner by the bartender who is making all the cocktails drinks to please move out of the way Uh so story number one there's a way wasted lady in the service well it was during happy hour my buddy jared and i are just pumping out drinks like there's no tomorrow and this lady is hammered and she keeps complaining about the area in front of the service well because it's soaking wet. Well, yeah, it's soaking wet. There's a ton of drinks being pushed over the bar right there. It's constant traffic. And she keeps running up to the bar and trying to order, and then she'll just run away. So finally, she was like, it's so wet over here. And I grab a towel, and I throw it at her in the face. And Is I it was a wet like, towel? 
It was a dry towel. Oh, man. But, um. Come on, Michelle. She grabbed it and she tried to throw it back at me. She's like, you're rude. And my buddy Jared and my girlfriend Melissa, they saw, like, the fire behind my eyes. And they saw me almost, like, go over the bar. And they both grabbed me and pulled me away. And they're like, calm it down. Calm it down. <laughs> Wait, so that, that service world thing, is that... That's where the waitresses come and get the stuff to, to take out to the room, right? Exactly. Right. Now, that area right there, I've actually been there a few times. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it is soaking wet. And what I noticed a lot is that you write a, there's a ticket or something, a receipt, mm -hmm. and you put it on the drink and it's wet. Yes. What's the point of that? So, so we six, stick yeah. it on there so yes. the waitresses know what drink is theirs. But it's wet. Doesn't the ink go away or something? No, they know what it is. It's it's designed, I mean, it'll disintegrate eventually, but it works so well because otherwise no one would know which drink was theirs and stuff would turn up missing. So we grab that ticket once we're done with the drink, mm -hmm. we slap it on the glass, And then the waitress can come by, look and see whose name it is, and then pull it off and take their drink away. Ah, boy, this is a learning experience. I love this. Yeah. So the second story is, and this goes back to don't snap at a bartender. Um, that was my friend Jared and I. We were working the same bar one night, and this very large gentleman was being extremely demanding. And he and I are helping other customers. Is it like bum rush time is it like it's, closing time it's honestly it's not even bum rush time it's just we're dealing with a couple of people at a time i've got a couple of people i'm dealing with mm -hmm. he's dealing with a couple of people and along comes this gentleman yelling about something and he's snapping his fingers and i stop what i'm doing and i run over to the other side and i was like Did you just snap at us? And Jared knows me. So he's like, oh, my God. Oh, my God. I got to hold Jared. her back. Big big Jared from the park. You yes, know him. Yes, yes. So he had to physically pull me out of the way because I was almost over the bar yelling at this guy. I was like, don't you ever snap at a bartender. You never snap at us. Don't you ever treat us like that. It was like on. I don't care how big this guy was. It was going to be on. <laughs> so those are just two very fun incidents. All right, Daisha. Um, I have a story during South by and, um, it was Saturday, uh, the busiest night of South by we've the been going since, you know, 10 AM in the morning, 9 AM in the morning. Uh -huh. And it's probably, you know, 11 o'clock at night and, um, we're just packed and this guy, uh, comes to the bar and orders some drinks and he ordered one of them was a Miller light. And so I get the whole, get the order for him and I go over there and I'm like, it's this much. And um, he's like, uh, do you have like a, do you have like a fancy glass, like a nice glass? And I was like. A fancy glass. For a Miller Lite. Okay. Um, you can't drink that out of the bottle? Well, and I, I didn't even know what he was asking, like wh what he wanted it for. Because he didn't order wine. He didn't order champagne. He didn't have like a nice It's drink. It's fucking beer. So um, <laughs> I kind of. not that important. I look at him weird and I'm like, well, I mean, I have like a wine glass. And I went and got it and like showed it to him. And already I'm a little annoyed because he slowed me down. Um, so I show him the glass and he's like, yes, yes, that's what I want. And so like, I roll my eyes real big and I'm like, this guy wants a freaking, and he's like pouring his Miller light into the wine glass. What a douche. Yes. Yeah. So, <laughs> you know, I roll my eyes a couple times and then all of a sudden he's like, Hey, and so I turned back around and he was like, do you think that your job is so hard? Do you really think that your job is so... She would have went crazy on this He guy. was like, you are in Austin, 
Texas during South by. Put a smile on your face or something oh, like that. Never tell a bartender to put a smile on her face. Never. Never. Ever. Never. I but, made uh, that mistake once. <laughs> Never. Never. She gave me, it was a um, friend Leslie over at Dirty Bills. <laughs> and I know, I know how crazy it gets in there. And I, I said that, it, it was like on my way out even. I'm like, what a what the fuck that? It shook them. You're like, really back? So I'm like, okay. I'm, gl- I'm, I'm, I'm glad. I, I'm glad I know you right now. I'm gonna walk out of here. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> A wine glass to pour, to pour middle Miller Lights. Miller So anyway, uh, you know me. I was, I was so exhausted and so just emotionally. I almost. That's the first time I just kind of wanted to cry. I was just like, what? I'm just getting screamed at right now. And um, Jason, one of the owners at Bungalow, happened to hear it, and he's standing right next to me. And he like stood up over the bar and like got on, got in his face, and he was like, "Look, I don't come to your job and yell at you. Get the fuck out of here." <laughs> well, needless to say, we have a really bad yelp about it. <laughs> I've, uh, he said he got kicked out for no reason. Oh, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> sure. I'm big sure. See, I don't go to your job and slap the dicks out of your mouth. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Wow, those are nice. I love it. So this is why I love to talk to you guys because <laughs> you got the crazy. I mean, our shit is pretty boring. We get drunk, don't even remember the next day. But you saw it all happen from the other side of the bar, and I and you. I'm sure you see things from that side that we don't see. Like Lauren was telling telling us. I mean, uh, telling me, uh, you know, she'd see a, a guy who would just go from girl to girl. Like throughout the bar. Oh yeah, or, those exist for sure. Oh yeah, I mean, I, I see him too. Don't get me wrong, because I'm watching. I like to be aware of things. I don't. I don't think you guys ever seen me drunk. No, nope. I don't think I have. Good. Nope. <laughs> That's good. Let's keep it that way. <laughs> you don't want to see that. Are you the guy from girl to girl? <laughs> no, 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 no. I did. If I can, I can tell you a story. Actually, it was on my uh, my worst was on my birthday. Uh, a few years back, and I was, I mean, at the time, you know, there was Firehouse, there was Barcelona, there was all these joints. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's still here, but I'm talking about back then. And there was Red Fez, and I basically went through every bar where I knew someone. I probably went to Lucky to Lucky Lounge, probably, and I was doing tequila. I didn't choose to do tequila, <laughs> but the people I was with, like, Jay and them, like, no, nah, come on, tequila. I'm like, I don't do that shit. Like, it's your birthday, fuck it, all right. And I did that, and I was fine. And then I took a cab and went to Plush. Oh no! I went to Plush and I had my last my last shot there, and I got on the mic and I started giving shout outs to everybody. <laughs> I remember all that. I'm not like I don't black out. I remember all of that. I, I grabbed the mic and I was like, "Yo, shout out to Avi, shout out to DJ Tots, shout out to Tots again." Shout, I was giving shout outs to everybody, <laughs> and then I just like my eyes rolled out, and then I just. Fell and the amp fell on me, and I was in the back room throwing up. Oh no! <laughs> so yeah, that's not good. That's not good. But I'm I'm not I'm the happy type. Like I, you know me, I dance and all that stuff. So I usually by dancing and moving around, it just goes away. Yeah. So I don't like to get out of get out of control. But I love to watch other people go through that and watch you guys deal with that bullshit. There are plenty of out of control people. That's for sure. I think people don't they think that we don't notice things they think that there's so many people in there that we can't keep up with who's done what mm-hmm. or who's bit you know like people at red fez all the mm-hmm. time um would come to the bar and order 
uh, an orange juice, we'll say, mm-hmm. and walk directly to the bathroom. We know what you're doing. <laughs> we know that they're pouring liquor into their orange juice in the bathroom that they snuck in in their purse. Oh. They don't. They think that we don't know that stuff. See, but I, I we think, do. do you guys have that superpower that, say, there's the, the bar is full, and then you see this one person, like you're trying to keep keep track of what order people walked up to the bar, just to be fair, so that someone who's been standing there for 10 minutes right. waiting for the drink... You know, and then all of a sudden this bitch, go, you know, cuts him off. I'm like, ah, I want to drink it. And you serve her first. I mean, do you guys have a knife for that? Like, you know what order to serve people? You, I think it's a superpower you guys have. You definitely have to have a good perspective. And you have to really pay attention to your peripheral, too. Because certain bars are designed in different ways. And I've worked behind some very well-designed bars. And I've worked behind some really crappily designed bars. Mm-hmm. And you really kind of have to pay attention to who's been there and who hasn't. And... If you are the person that shoves your way in, you will be noticed and you won't get served. Good call. Like, I, I just shut up and wait. And I think fully. sometimes, though, like, it, we do keep track of it really well. But every now and then, you know, someone will come up and I get their order and the guy's like, uh, that's not fair. I was here before her. And that's when I look at them and tell them that we're not in kindergarten. That <laughs> not fair. Nice, nice. I love it. I've actually had pe- uh, people, I think I told that story before, but people hooked me up and I was behind someone else, but the bartender saw me and the people in front of, like, who were in front of me, you know, were just talking to each other or something, or and I got served first. And then the guy was like, Why come you got served first? And he goes, Well, I know him. He, he takes care of me, I take care of him. You guys are just talking shit here, you know, trying to figure out what to drink. So I'm gonna take care of him first. I just I just love that. Um what I wanted to ask also, um when you're not behind the bar, when you're actually on our side, the dark <laughs> side, do you do you still have that um, instinct or like looking at what's going on behind the bar or trying to, um, I'm not saying pick up a shift on the fly, but be like, be aware of what's going on behind the bar. You're just like, okay, it's my night out. Um, I know I'm a bartender, but tonight my night, my night out, I'm going to be like, just like the other ones. It's really annoying because I will be having a night out and mm-hmm. I'll notice things and yeah. I want to go help or, yeah. or, you know, like a uh, bartender is having a different, difficult customer or whatever. And I want to come over there and step in and say something, but I have to remind myself and be like, no, no, I don't work here. Yeah. This is my night off. Leave it alone. Or even if you go where you actually work, but it's your night off. Normally I wouldn't do that just because in case, in case you get super slammed, I don't want to be thrown behind the bar on my night off. <laughs> Good call. <laughs> I told Lauren that I'm like, why are you showing up at Brew Exchange on your night off? And she goes, I don't know, I just love this place. I'm like, okay, but you it's, know, it's like if you get cut, walk directly out, out the yes, door. Yes. Yeah. Do not have a shot. Yes. Do not have a drink. Just go. Leave. <laughs> run for your we life. Run free. Yeah, run free. Run for your freedom. But uh, have, you, have you guys noticed? Um, there is, and I, I've been seeing that for a while. There is an area at every bar. That's like the the hookup lane, I call it. <laughs> you know what I'm talking about? Yeah, I do. Wherever the bar opens up, like at Bungalow, like when you first walk in in front of the DJ booth, mm-hmm. uh, at the park, it would be, uh, actually, it doesn't really open up anywhere. 
but but by the service world, yeah. kind of a little bit. Like Dirty Bills is like way on the on other the back, side by yes. the jukebox. So yeah. there is the hookup lane there. Um, are you guys? Do you guys uh, follow that? Like, yeah, that's where your friends usually go to. I think sometimes it just depends who you see first when you walk into a bar because normally I think I've known at some time or another maybe two people at least Mm -hmm. who work in every bar. But if I don't, then I usually just go to the person that's closest. If I go into a new place and I don't know anybody, I would never go to the open space in the bar. I would just go to the first bartender that I saw. But if it is like at Brew Exchange, that back area, when you go towards the bathrooms, that's like where everybody who knows everybody goes to stand. Um, With Star Bar, it's right there in in that hallway right before you get to the bathrooms, Mm -hmm. that quote-unquote service entrance. But I try not to do stuff like that just because... Even though I know people where I work somewhere, mm-hmm. I try my best to be a good customer. And sometimes it's difficult for me because I know what kind of drink I like and I know what the ingredients are and I will be very specific. Yeah. And sometimes my husband is like, oh my God, you're so high maintenance. I'm like, I'm really not being high maintenance. I just, I know what I want and I want it to taste good. So there are those issues where if I'm off mm-hmm. and I'm out, I have a specific order because I like a specific thing, mm-hmm. but normally I have a go-to and it's a vodka soda. And if I see somebody who's busy, I'm not going to be like, uh, can you make me a French 75 or want a margarita, but I want Don Julio, Cointreau, fresh lime juice, water. Like <laughs> I would never do that when it's just balls to the wall. Yeah. Did you, have you noticed that too? That little hookup lane? Um, yeah, I use it sometimes I'll step over there and say hi and like give a hug, Mm -hmm. but I try not to stand right there or I stay aware of like when someone's coming in and out of it, I'll move away. Or when that customer at the very edge of the bar kind of like scoots over or moves out of the way, then I'll move right there. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So that I'm not staying in that open area. You've never stepped in and made your own drink? No, no. Good. And now it's time for instant feedback with your host back. Thank you, Michelle. (laughs) (laughs) And tonight, tonight's contestants are Michelle Hill and Daisha Branch. Give them a round of applause. (laughs) I could so get used to this. (laughs) Anyways, it's uh, it's Instant Feedback Word Association. So close your eyes. Actually, yeah, close your eyes. I'm going to say some words, and then you tell me the first thing that pops in your head. Now, you can go both at the same time. It doesn't matter. The first thing that pops in your head. Close your eyes, Aisha. Okay? Ready? Yes. Ready? Yes. Okay. Number one. Best red party. Annoying. Ugh. (laughs) (laughs) Sweet. (laughs) All right, all right. Number two. Favorite shot. Favorite what? Shot. Uh, Something warm. To drink. Jameson. Whiskey straight out of the bottle. Really? Wow, y'all are hardcore. I can't even do that. All right. Number three. South by Southwest. Better as a participant, (laughs) although the money is most of the time really good. Tired. You guys are working the whole festival pretty much? All of it. I've done both. I've been on both sides of it. I've gotten the chance to party, and I've also worked. Uh, Crazy, crazy. All right. Number four, service industry night. Drunk. Shit show. (laughs) 
Those are the most fun, I swear to God. <laughs> they used to have them. They don't have them anymore, right? Yeah, it kind of used to be um, Sunday nights. Uh, like, do you remember the bar Canvas? Yeah. So that was kind of when I think Sunday night service industry nights started winding down. Like, after, after that bar started going down, um, I don't think it really... Annie's West had one on Monday. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, remember I remember that, that too. Yes. Yeah. Need to bring that back because you guys are so much fun. Seriously. Well, we're kind of old now. Who gives a shit? We're, we're ha- our hangovers last like three days. Mine do. Mine do. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> no, nah, but still, it's not about getting drunk and fucked up. It's really like, I know, like just working, doing all, I mean, just dealing with drunk people alone to me is fucking mind blowing. But um, letting all the your hair down, your shoulders down, just being on the other side, just enjoy yourself because you don't get to do that on the weekend. You know, I honestly think that Sunday Funday was originally for us because it was That's the thought, day yeah. that we weren't working. Mm-hmm. We all got to relax. We got to spend the money that we made. Sunday Funday was originally a bartender's day, and I used all to go out sudden, on Sunday, and yeah, I loved it I all that. day. And I think somehow the tables had turned and it has become just an extension of the weekend for everybody else. And I mean, coming from both sides where I've had the opportunity to go out on a Sunday and have a good day and be crazy and be wild. And then having to go and work on a Sunday and cater to that crowd. I think that wild ass crowd. I think about cavemen. Yes. Cavemen all day. People lose their shit. They lose their minds on Sunday for some reason. And that just, and I'm not like, I sound like such a bitter bartender and I'm really not. No, 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 no. I I love what I do. I love the fun that we provide for people. And I like how it has shaped me as I've grown older. But at the same time, it does make you jaded. It makes you (laughs) hate humanity a lot of times. (laughs) Really? That much? And um it is shaking her head, by the way. She's shaking her head yes. <laughs> it it kind of it makes you lose hope in mankind just a little because you see how stupid people really are and you get sad because you're like, is this what I have to deal with for the rest of my life? Like you just realize the stupidity levels are astounding. See, I, I thought I had a thing a theory. I didn't do no research or anything <laughs> that Nighttime makes the the fact that it's nighttime makes people act differently, and then Sunday Funday came up, and I'm like, shit, that throws my theory, out, you know, fucks up my theory because it's all day just. Sunday Funday is not them starting from the bottom to becoming drunk. It's they wake up drunk, yeah, and they start drinking so that they don't feel so bad. Yeah, it's just a continuation of Saturday night. That's so true. That's why I think that's why it's so horrible because they're tired. They haven't slept. They've and, been and, drinking and, for so long. Yeah, exactly. And then they do brunch, so mimosas and stuff. Yeah. And they eat a little bit, and then they go straight to drinking. And next thing you know, it's, it's you know six o'clock, seven o'clock, and they're like, "Huh, I forgot to eat dinner." Yeah. And then just keep keep going. I think that's the one thing that I and miss. Pickle shots are the worst day. invention ever. <laughs> Seriously, I know Lauren loves them. I don't. I don't. Ugh, pickle shots. Anyway, that's uh, that's all I got. We've been talking for an hour. Sweet. How do you guys like it? It was fun. I had a lot of fun. Thank you for having us. Thank you. So, uh, you have any plugs, shout outs you want to make, 
where you work, where can, where can people find you? And uh, if you go see him, send, tell him Bex sent you. <laughs> yeah, definitely. But don't overuse our names. Yeah, don't, don't just name drop. Yeah, another <laughs> thing, don't name drop either. Don't say, walk up to the bar and say, oh, I know the manager. Or I know this and this. Don't do that. That's just <laughs> stupid. And they look at you. No, 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 don't do that. But anyway, where can we find you, Michelle? Uh, you can find me at Star Bar on Thursday, Friday, and Saturdays. And who else is, uh, is there? Like, what's going on those nights? Uh, let's see. We've got, if you like wine, come to the bar on Wednesdays. You will see the fabulous Miss Stephanie Slayton and Mr. Nathan Nyberg. And you will have um, a little good happy hour with some wine. And we do mm. cheese plates and stuff like that. Uh, the bar is just a great atmosphere. During the week, it's kind of neighborhood barish, um, pretty tame. <laughs> on the weekends, it can get kind of cuckoo crazy. It's a, a little college nightish, but it's 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 There's, a good environment. Yeah, it's nice. It's, it gets kind of crowded on the it weekends. It does. It really does. And if you don't like rubbing shoulders with people, then yeah. come in kind of early, like before ten thirty. Mm -hmm. Get a drink and then move on to your next spot. It don't piss off anybody either. What about you? Um, you can find me at Bungalow on Rainy Street, mm -hmm. and I'm there Wednesday through Sundays, and wow. we, uh, I know, uh, we have a bunch of stuff going on. We have Monday's local liquor night, so it's $4 any local liquor. Mm -hmm. Tuesday is our movie night. We show... Really? I yeah, didn't know that. We show um, cult classics on our big screen out back, and... Like what? Like Pulp Fiction and... Pulp Fiction's one of them. Um, I... I don't even remember the Breakfast Club. I think they showed that one time. Um, just all kinds of good movies. I didn't know that. That's good. Um, and we serve popcorn and candy, and that's cool. That sounds fun. So then Wednesday is our big ass beer night. You, it's two dollar refills on seventeen of our drafts. Mm -hmm. So it's good stuff. And then Sunday, Sunday fun day. Yeah. Well, you're gonna start the um, the Sunday social. Again, hopefully. We are. After South by. We, I mean, it's still really busy right now. Um, but On Sundays? Yeah. Wow, um, nice. But we're just not doing all the big promotions and stuff yeah, during yeah, yeah. the winter. So here, like, mid-February, end of February, <laughs> we'll bring back the free tacos, the dollar mimosas, the um, crawfish boils that we yeah. did last year. So it'll be fun. Sweet. Yeah, Bungalow is really nice, too. Nice patio. Staff is awesome. I love this staff over at Star Bar. Max is still doing that, right? Max is now at Mean Eyed Cat. That's his little oh, baby yeah, now. Right. So it's Max and Jed over at Mean Eyed Cat. And then Nate and Aaron and Adam are running the show over at Star Bar. Yeah, good people. All those people at those bars are good people. So treat them well. Make sure you tip. Uh, yeah, take care of them and take care of you. Don't snap. Try to learn from everything we told you. You can do play the... Uh, what was the, the siren again? Rainer. <laughs> yeah, do that. And then you'll know they put just the right amount of alcohol in your drink. Or you'd be nice, and then maybe they have a heavy hand. So <laughs> don't be an asshole. Uh, tip well. Say thank you. Say please, like your mama told you. Uh, and you'll be taken care of. Uh, on my end, I'm trying to see what's going on this week, because I give I have to plug what's going on. I don't have to, but I, you know, since I'm the reference, quote, unquote, <laughs> people ask me, back, what's going on? Nah, 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 nah. So... This is the this is the part where I get to say what I think is good and people go or don't go. But anyway, uh, Thursday, uh, Dan Funk with the Electric Attitude at Red Seven. It's uh, Electro Funk, 80s Boogie, 
It's a lot of fun. All funk people dancing. It's all ages, uh, $12. Then there's uh, a Sahara Lounge on the east side at Web- on Weberville. Uh, Can Beats uh, is playing. Uh, same thing. It's a live band. It's great music. It's, you know, away from downtown for all the craziness, but it's a great place. Uh, great music. A lot of dancing, too. So bring your dancing shoes. Basically, all my plug-in is a lot of dancing stuff. That's just me. Uh, what? You dance? No way. No, no, no. <laughs> Look at me. Come on now. <laughs> uh, Saturday, the first, of course, is Swing the Alarm. Uh, Victory, Victory Grill on East 11th, uh, like a couple blocks out from uh, uh, I-35. Um, so that's all reggae, dance all if you like that. Uh, DJ Junior Vibes is going to be there. Then on Monday, Motown on Mondays at the Vinyl Room at Chicago House. You remember Fuel? Mm-hmm. It's called Chicago House that now. That place is kind of nice now. Did you go inside in that little door that looks like an Alice in Wonderland door? Mm-hmm. I haven't been it, there in it's, so long. It's I, I just found out like last week, a couple weeks ago. And uh, they have a vinyl wall. It's really it's like a loungy type of place. It's not six street people. Yeah. It's actually grown-ups. And the music is always good. Dig is putting all this stuff together. Uh, so this Monday, it's uh, Motown on Mondays with DJ Dig, Jody So Funk, and last but not least, Chicken George. If you guys know oh, Chicken yeah. George is, uh, the man puts on some great music. And uh, I'm trying to say his name right, Timoteo Gigante. I don't <laughs> know why I say Gigante and not Gigant, but <laughs> whatever. Anyway, it's no cover, 21 plus, of course. Uh, and then, of course, you have Nasties with DJ Mel uh, every Monday. Uh, it's like five bucks. Uh, so overall, good stuff. I want to thank my guest. Damn, I sound like a radio guy. I want to thank my guest, Michelle Hill and Daisha Branch. Give <laughs> me a hand. Woo. Thank you. We hope to see talk to you soon. Uh, I really appreciate y'all for coming. And please share this podcast with your friends uh, on Facebook, on Twitter. Uh, you can also subscribe on iTunes, so that way when it's a new show, it, it downloads automatically. Uh, also, I definitely want to hear from you. Uh, comment. You can email at podcast at thefeedback.com. Uh, let me know what you think. If there's some things you like, you don't like, because without your feedback, there is no feedback. Also, we have a big plans coming up, uh, especially for South by Southwest, so stay tuned. We'll make announcements soon. All right? And uh, we'll talk to you next time. Thanks for having us. See you next time. Ciao, ciao.